Hello, everybody. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and today we are going to continue reading the book of Genesis of the Bible, chapters 20, 21, and 22. If you have not heard my previous episodes reading Genesis chapters 1 through 19, then you should definitely go check those out so you know what has been happening so far in the book of Genesis. Uh, by the way, I am using a New Living Translation Bible, but you are welcome to bring your own Bible and follow along, or simply you could just listen to me. That works well too. Remember, Jesus loves you, he has a great plan for your life, and his plan is far greater than ours. So just believe and trust fully. Let's begin. Chapter 20. Abraham deceives Abimelech. Abraham moved south to Negev and lived there for a while between Kadesh and Shur. Then he moved to Gerar. While living there as a foreigner, Abraham introduced his wife Sarah by saying, She is my sister. We can see that this also happened before when Abraham traveled. He said that Sarah, his wife, was his sister, just so the people there did not kill him because to take like Sarah, take the wife for themselves. So he didn't want to be killed and he didn't want Sarah to, Sarah to be taken away, so they just pretended to be siblings. So King Abimelech of Gerar sent for Sarah and, t- and had brought her to him at his palace. So, you know, they enter this place. They enter Gerar. And King Abimelech's like, oh, there's a new woman in town. Bring her to me. But that night, God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, You are a dead man. For that woman you have taken is already married. So here Abimelech's like, uh, what? Like, God, no, she's not. Like, <laughs> no, she's not married to anybody. <laughs> but Abimelech hadn't done anything with Sarah yet. So he told the Lord, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Didn't Abraham tell me she is my sister? So Abimelech's catching on. He's like, whoa, ho, ho, hold on. These guys lied to me. And then and and then he's like, yeah, but Sarah also said, yeah, uh, Abraham's my brother. And, and Abimelech is telling God, I acted in complete innocence. My hands are clean. And God tells him and responds to him in a dream, yes. I know you were innocent. That's why I kept you from sinning against me and why I did not let you touch her. Now, return the woman to her husband. He's telling, okay, you know, return Sarah to Abraham. And he will pray for you, for he is a prophet. Then you will live. But if you do not return her, you can be sure that you and all your people will die. So God's like, you return her now? And you'll be okay, Abraham will pray for you, or you don't, and you're going to be dead. And your people are going to be dead too. So Abimelech got up early the next morning and quickly called all his servants together. When he told them what had happened, the men were terrified. So Abimelech's like, okay guys, oh, so God came to me in a dream and he's like, no, you have to return, Sarah. Like, you cannot do anything or else you will die. And Abimelech's like, so he told me this, guys. And servants are like, whoa, we're going to die if this guy does not return Sarah back. 
So they're all like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then when he told them what had happened, they were terrified, right? Then Abimelech called for Abraham. So Abimelech's, okay, I'm going to call Abraham. We're going we're gonna to figure this out. And then he asked, uh, he asked Abraham, what have you done to us? What a crime have I committed that deserves treatment like this, making me and my kingdom guilty of this great sin? No one should ever do what you have done. Whatever possessed, whatever possessed you to do such a thing. And Abraham's like, uh, I thought this was a godless place. Mm-hmm. They will want my wife and kill me to get her. That's what I was saying earlier. And she really is my sister. For we both... <laughs> this is funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's true. But it kind of made me laugh. He, Abraham goes on to say that, yes, it it is his wife. But technically, Sarah is his sister. For they both have the same father, but different mothers. And by father, we know that he means God. And I married her. When God called me to leave my father's home and to travel from place to place, I told her, do me a favor. Wherever we go, tell the people that I am your brother. Then Abimelech took some of his sheep and goats, cattle and male and female servants, and he presented them to Abraham. So after Abimelech just got scared from God, Abimelech's like, okay, I will return your wife. And I'm also going to give you some gifts too. Then Abimelech said, look over my land and choose any place you would like to live. And he said to Sarah, look, I am giving you your brother 100 pieces of silver in the presence of all these witnesses. This is to compensate for to compensate you for any wrong I may have done to you. This will settle any claim against me and your reputation is cleared. Then Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servant so they could have children. For the Lord had caused all the women to be infertile because of what happened to Abraham's wife, Sarah. So these guys were really scared. They were like, okay, hold on. Now all of our wives cannot have kids because you took Sarah? <laughs> Excuse me. They were all like shocked. So that's why they all like did everything possible to make it all right with Abraham and God. And that's the end of chapter 20. We are now moving on to chapter 21. The birth of Isaac. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. So in the chapter before, um, I think it was maybe chapter 17 or 18 of the book of Genesis. And God told Sarah that she would be pregnant in like a year from the time that he told her. And Sarah was like, Psh, God, come on, like stop. Like I am already 99. And then by that time, I'll be like 100. God, like, please let's be serious and god's like sarah but i am serious and sarah's like nah <laughs> ah yeah and then when god confronted her and said like why were you why were you making fun of it why were you laughing she's like no i didn't laugh and god's like 
um you did laugh but make sure you go check out that episode that was great the lord kept his promise and did for sarah exactly what he had promised she became pregnant and gave birth to a son for abraham in his old age this would happen this happened at just the time god had said it would and abraham named their son isaac just as god had told them eight days after isaac was born abraham did as god had told him to upkeep the covenant abraham was 100 years old when isaac was born and god declared sorry and sarah declared God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age. Hagar and Ishmael are sent away. Hagar was a servant that had a child with Abraham. Yeah, that's another story. Go check out the previous episodes and their son was Ishmael. When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant Hagar making fun of her son Isaac. So God t- so she turned to Abraham and demanded, "Get rid of that slave woman and her son." He is not going to share the inheritance with my son Isaac. I won't have it. So here we see how, you know, Hagar is making fun of Isaac. He's like, Isaac. (laughs) You know, they're laughing. They're like making fun of all his features and everything. And then, um, then Sarah's like, "Uh uh-uh. No, Abraham, I'm not going to tolerate this from this woman, this servant, this slave. You get her out of here because she's not going to have the inheritance with my son. This upset Abraham a lot because Ishmael was also his son. But God told Abraham, don't be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you. For Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. But I will also make a nation of the descendants of Hagar's son because he is your son too. So Abraham got up early the next morning, prepared food and a container of water. He strapped them on Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her away with their son. And she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't, I, I don't want the boy to die, she said as she burst into tears. But God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from the heavens. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. Wow. Then God opened Hagar's eyes, and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skillful archer, and he settled in the wilderness of Paran. His mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt.
So here we say, see how Hagar and Ishmael were sent away because they were like, mm -mm, they're not going to be here. And, you know, as much as they paint Abraham and, of course, Hagar and Ishmael, God told them, do not worry for he will have many descendants. I will make a great nation from him. Abraham's covenant with Abimelech. About this time, Abimelech came with Pickle, his army commander, to visit Abraham. God is obviously with you, helping you in everything you do, Abimelech said. Swear to me in God's name that you will never deceive me, my children, or any of my descendants. I have been loyal to you. So now swear that you will be loyal to me and this country wherever you are living as a foreigner. Abraham replied, Yes, I swear to it. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well that Abimelech's servants had taken by force from, Abim from Abraham's servants. This is the first I've heard of it, Abimelech answered. I have no idea who is responsible. You have never complained about this before. Abraham then gave some of his sheep, goats, and cattle to Abimelech, and they made a treaty. But Abraham also took seven additional female lambs and set them off by themselves. Abimelech asked, Why have you set these seven apart from the others? Abraham replied, Please accept these seven lambs to show your agreement that I dug this well. Then he named the place Beersheba, which means well of the oath, because that was where they had sworn the oath. After making their covenant at Beersheba, Abimelech left with Pickle and who was the commander of his army, and they returned home to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a Tamarisk tree at Beersheba, and there he worshipped the Lord, the eternal God. And Abraham lived as a foreigner in the Philistine country for a long time. So here we see how, you know, Abimelech came and they were discussing, they were talking, they made a treaty and that everything was going to be okay. There was no gonna, there was no longer going to be any lying about sisters and brothers and this and that. And there was peace. And Abraham continued living there for a long time. And that's the end of chapter 21. We are now moving on to chapter 22. Abraham's faith tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied. Here I am. Take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much. And go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. So we can see... Abraham, right in the second, he's probably like, huh, what? I, I have to sacrifice my son for God? And then he's just there, he's like thinking, but he was like, God told him, and he had to do it because God said it. He was just like, oh, um, I mean, I got, okay, God, I will. As much as his pain did, he said, okay, God. He agreed. Then the next morning, Abraham got up early. 
He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders, while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said. But where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered. And they both walk on together. So they're like climbing up this mountain. You know, they're both carrying the things. And then Isaac's like, wait, um, dad? <laughs> uh... We don't we don't have a sheep. How are we supposed to do an offering if we don't have a sheep? God, Dad, and then God Abraham's like Isaac, 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 my son. God will provide. God will provide. But obviously Abraham's like over here, like you know he's like sweating. He's like, okay, we're gonna do this. God told me to you know sacrifice my son. So he's just like <laughs> calmly walking, but also thinking about what he's about to do. When they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he like, he's like, okay, Isaac, you come over here. And he's like, uh, uh. And Isaac's like, God, um, dad, what are you doing? Dad. And Abraham's like, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, God told me. So he's tying down his son, Isaac, and he's laying him on top of the wood. So I'm like thinking about what Isaac, like, Maybe Isaac is like, let's say around 14, 15, around that range. He's like a teen. He's like, whoa, God, dad, what are you doing? Like, uh, uh, dad, <laughs> am, I, am I the sheep? <laughs> and then he's just like, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was kind of panicking. Like, what's going on? This is my dad and he's doing this to me. And then Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. So his son's like, whoa, dad, what are you going to do? He's like seeing the knife. And Abraham's like, I'm pretty sure. Abraham's like, I'm sorry. Like, I have to do this. And he's like there with the knife. And at that moment, an angel appeared from God from, and called to them from the heavens and said, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied. I'm here. Do not lay a hand on that boy. The angel said, do not hurt him in any way. For now, I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me, even your son, your only son. So Abraham was committed to doing this because God told him and he didn't want any issues with God. He's like, I'm going to do this. Even if he's my only son, God told me. And if God said that, I'm doing it. He said, okay. And then an angel appeared and he's like, no, Abraham, you're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to touch the boy today. 
not today because you have proven that you truly have fear of god then abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket so he took the ram and sacrifices sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son so honestly like the background is like he gets his son off the altar and his son's just like what just happened like my dad was gonna kill me he brought me here to kill me his son's probably like not understanding like the sacrifice that his dad was gonna make and everything so we see here how abraham took the ram sacrificed it in place of his son and then he named the place Yahweh Yireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from the heaven. This is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies, and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because you have obeyed me. So God blessed Abraham because he obeyed. Then they returned to the servants and traveled back to Beersheba, where Abraham continued to live. I, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, sorry about that. I'm pretty sure that Isaac was maybe like a little bit resented. He did not know why his dad did that. Like he knew that his dad wanted that God told him to sacrifice, but I'm pretty sure that he was a little bit a little bit like cautious like okay i'm not gonna trust so much anymore but we of course know that isaac probably eventually forgave him soon after this abraham heard that milka his brother nahor's wife had born nahor eight sons so he had eight nephews no yes nephews sorry the oldest was named Uz. The next oldest was Buzz, followed by Kimul, the ancestor of the Aramians, Kased, Hazo, Pilsdash, Jidlaf, and Buthel. Buthel came, became the father of Rebecca, which we're literally going to see in the story. In addition to these eight sons from Milka, Nahor had four other children from his concubine Ruma. Their names were Teba, Gaham, Tahash, and Makkah. And that's the end of chapter 22. Thank you for joining me today on the BU Podcast. I'm actually reading the great word of God and reaching many hearts one episode at a time, of course, with the help of God. God loves you. God bless you. Until next time.